1: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Cocoa Express isn't real Lyle? She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics. So get on board. Listen. Learn. Live. Good afternoon and welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network for Saturday the 19th of July. My goodness, time is flying so fast. Um, 2014. As you know, this is the fourth, third Saturday of the month, and that means that we are going to have Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success with Steve Duncanson and Marilyn Ocasio. So, please allow me the opportunity to move on over and let them take over. Thank you. Paradigm Shifters. Principles for Life and Success. Hosted by motivationalist Steve Duncanson. Start framing your tomorrows today.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success. I'm your host, Steve Duncanson, and it really is my pleasure to be able to be here with you today. Thank you for taking the time to, uh, to tune in uh, and to listen. I also want to welcome my co-host, Marilyn Ocasio. Hello, Marilyn. How are you?
2: Hi, Steve. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Also and want hello to, to all uh, of our
2: listeners.
0: Yes, very much so. also want to welcome and recognize the executive producer of our program, Aurelia Lyles. Aurelia, how are you, Aurelia?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, Excellent.
0: Marilyn. <laughs> glad, you guys are, glad you guys are here. Oh, so uh, as we uh, continue this month, well, last month actually, I think uh, the conversation we were having. I think I was in the uh, the men's warehouse getting my son and nephew fitted for a tuxedo for their uh, junior prom. I think right? is that what we were doing last time? That's it. Yeah. All right. And uh, <laughs> so by the way, that event turned out extremely well. I don't know how my son went from. Being in a bassinet to going to a junior prom. I don't know where the years went in between. Pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> you know, matter of fact, you know, last year, you know, he's a he's a twin, you know, Blake and Brooke, are my, my my of two of my four twins. Uh, and last year, up to last year, I should say, Blake was like five, maybe about five inches shorter than his sister all his life up to this year he you know she was always taller and reveled in the fact that she may be the youngest but she's taller than he was uh, and mm-hmm. uh, talk about things happening happening imperceptibly uh, t- t- I took a picture of with that was with them uh, we were hanging out about a week ago and we were in an, an ice cream store anyway Blake was standing next to Brooke and he's about four inches taller than she is so in the span of, uh, I guess, a year, he grew, what's that? That would be, if he was five inches shorter, he's now four inches taller. What, what is that? So that would be, what, For nine inches in, <laughs> in, the, in the course of, <laughs> wow. of a year? Wow. And, and and who would, who would have thought? How did it happen? I it's amazing. It take place. <laughs> happens real fast. Happens real quick. It but, does. Um,
2: <laughs> Happens very fast.
0: <laughs> but you know, the, I tell you, the no matter how young or how old they are, you know, it's, there are always things that that we can learn from from our kids. Yeah. And and um, I want to begin today with another lesson that I kind of learned um, from from Blake. Um, and we, he and I were at breakfast about a week ago just before I was going to be on the road And um, so he and I went to breakfast before I left And uh, we were sitting in a restaurant And uh, we, we, I, I think I would ordered pancakes and he ordered uh, you know, a waffle and something else But anyway, um, he ordered some apple juice But the apple juice was a bit sweet So he wanted some water also So he said to me Oh, oh, this is kind of sweet. I need some water for it. And I said, well, why don't you, okay, when, when the waitress come back, just go ahead and ask her for, for water. And he was really hesitant to do it. Now, this is consistent with the way both he and his sister um, have been through all their lives. From the time we were young, even when they, yeah. they were little, they were afraid to, to step forward and ask for what they wanted. They always mm. felt like they were being in imposition or they were shy mm. or some reason other they were held back. We would be in McDonald's as when they were younger. We'd be in McDonald's, stand on the line, order our food, and sitting down at the table, and then if they wanted some additional sauce or something like that, rather than just go to the cashier and ask, I mean, there may be a line, but go to the cashier and ask for the sauce, they would wait on line again. And then mm. I said, well, wait, wait, you already, you already made your deposit uh, or investment of time on that line. Everything that you wanted, you weren't given, so you can't be afraid to go ask for what you want. Mm. And the, the similar yeah. thing I said to him with regard to uh, the, the, the waitress. And so he, he said, well, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm bothering someone. I said, well, here, let's change your mindset. We talk about wow. a paradigm shift. If you change your mindset to I'm not bothering someone, but I'm lending value to them in the process of exchange here, I'm lending value, creating a process of exchange. So how do you lend value? I said, so when she comes over, ask her her name. And when she tells you her name, repeat her name back to her, say thank you, then ask for what you want, then thank her using her name again. Uh, now, of course, after he had to break that down, he's like, what did you say? <laughs> so I <had> say? <laughs> I had to go over it again. But when I said that, you know, keeping in mind that so every interaction with people, we want them to feel greater level of value than when we got there in the first place. We want people to feel value. If, in fact, you are lending value to someone, you won't feel like you're being an imposition if that's what's in your mind. So let's make that, that shift. I said so. What we know about people, understanding human nature, is that, one, people are most interested in themselves, two, people have a craving to feel important. I said, in this instance, you have an opportunity to do both. One of the favorite sounds to people is their name. I said, so use her name and uh, then thank her for her service, which makes her feel important then ask for what you want you're also applying then the law of reciprocity i know i'm putting a lot of these laws together but really what i hope for for ourselves and our listeners is that what we do know that we have to take these things from the abstract and put it into practical and so the long and short of that story is she comes to the table and he's hesitant to do it so i figure okay maybe he needs a model i do it first and so she comes to the the table and i said um, excuse me what's your name again she says gloria i said thank you very much gloria Gloria, if it's possible, my son would like, like a little uh, water with his apple juice. Would that be okay? Oh, absolutely. Thank you very much. Thank you, Gloria. No challenges, obviously, no challenge whatsoever. Now, of course, there's another way people are doing it. Uh, let me get a glass of water. Mm. And, 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 and there you're not lending value, nor are you engaging any sort of reciprocity. You're making a demand without deposit. And when you make a demand without deposit, there's hesitancy in getting what you want. The long and short what what shaped that 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 uh, that incident how it went play was was that that woman was given value in the process of doing what she was doing and which made the whole experience that much better but the point is about not being afraid to show up like my, my son was afraid to show up and and, and deliver him at a hundred percent and we got to be willing to do that that irrespective of uh, you know that, that we have to uh, readjust what our thinking is towards a particular thing if that Power of how we think. The power of how we think. You know, there's a movie that's coming out, and I'm, I'm big on big on movies, uh, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing this one. It's um, the name of it is Lucy, and it stars um, Scarlett Johansson. Have you heard this movie, Aurelia? Or, oh, Anna, I've, I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lucy, I want to see right?
2: that. and,
0: and, and it's yep. about a woman who uses. Uh, a huge, a much more huge capacity of her brain. What was expressed, in, um, what uh, Morgan Freeman, the scientist in this movie, is expressing is that all of us as human beings, the average human beings, have much less than 10% of the capacity of their brain. Right? Uh, much less than that. This woman, however, is able to use more of the capacity of her brain. Uh, and, and so it's not how much we've got, it's how much we utilize. Now, that has to do with our brain or our IQ. But let me offer you another perspective on that. Shift the paradigm here once again in in thinking. And here's a thought. What really matters is not how much intelligence you have, but what you do have, but how you use what you do have. In other words, here's here's a statement, and it's from the the book um, The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. Here's a statement. The thinking that guides your intelligence is more important than the quantity of your brain power. Again, the thinking that guides your intelligence is much more important than how much intelligence you have. And so let me put that in another context, right? So the story is told of, of the great scientist Einstein, right? He was once asked, how many feet are in a mile? Einstein replied, uh, I don't know. Why should I fill my brain with facts I can find in two minutes in any standard reference book? The lesson mm-hmm. he saw is what is more important to use your mind to think than to use it as a warehouse to store facts. One other example, if I might, and then if you would, you know, you guys just jump in on this, if it can treat you in any way. Um, uh, Henry Ford was, was involved in a libel suit, right? Uh, and by the Chicago uh, With the Chicago uh, Tribune The Tribune had called Ford an ignoramus And Ford A great man of respect at the time He said well prove it The Tribune asked him scores of simple questions Such as who was Benedict Arnold When was the Revolutionary War fought And others m- much like that um, uh, Most of which Ford Who had very very little formal education it, It's a uh, well documented fact That Henry Ford um, did not have a lot of formal education, so he couldn't answer the question. Finally, he became exasperated and said, I don't know the answer to those questions, but I can find a man in five <laughs> minutes who does. Henry Ford was never interested in miscellaneous information. He knew what every major executive knows. The ability to know how to get information is more mm, important than using yeah. the mind as a garage for facts. Mm-hmm. Right, and so once again, it's how how high our IQ is, how much information we know. It's how much we use what it is that we've got, and and and, and then as we apply that, not being afraid to step into our our, our realness ourselves and deliver you one hundred percent. Sometimes people are in their head about what their level of education is, or there's some other internal dialogue that's going in that's suppressing the real them. As a result, they, they aren't able to get the things in life, ultimately, that, that they want. But the encouragement here, once again, is I don't care how smart you are, how much education you have, how are you utilizing that to be able to get the greatest level of result. It's not simply intellect. It's how are you thinking. It's the thoughts that, that you have control over. That you can utilize to create a greater level of result in your life, irrespective of the situation or circumstance. This uh, this resonate with you guys in any way?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely, it definitely does. It's it's all about um, how how we think, how we use our minds, and not only that, but uh, and first of all, Steve, I want to acknowledge you for that lesson with with your son um, because so many people are afraid to ask for, for what they want and oh I think that's a very big lesson for, for your child because he's going to remember that and that's just a stepping stone for him on that that's that's just the first part of learning how to achieve what we want and the first oh one is uh, letting go of the fear, right? He felt uh, fear, the fear was stopping him so letting go of the fear changing our mindset asking for what we want and you also mentioned about the thinking that guides us, that that guides uh-huh. us and that we have so much power that we don't even really know that we have and we don't use. It's like a magic that we have. It's like a magic valve. Um, it's, it's like let's say you have a, a, a fire hose. We're the valve and the fire hose is what's connecting the energy flow to, to the source, right? So when we have that When we have that force of joy, bond of security, it's going to connect us and whatever negative energy that we have is going to be dissolved. And when we open that valve, the sky is the limit to receive what we want. And you also mentioned about being happy with what we have. And when we're happy with what we have and grateful with what we have, we're going to receive more to be grateful for. So mm. a lot of the a lot of the wisdom that we have and the gratitude to achieve what we want, success is attaining what we want. And mm. it's not about all the money in the world, it's about attaining what we want and we have to ask ourselves why do we want this? Why? Mm-hmm. What's the reason? And when we know the why that even pushes us more. It'll push us more to to obtain what we want and receive what we want. But we do have a magic. It's like a magic valve that we have, and it's a magnet that we have uh, by the way we use our thinking. So that's great, Steve.
0: Excellent. You uh, know, Great follow-up to that. You know, you know the, the reality is life doesn't give us what we uh, – it, it doesn't give you what you want. It gives you what you, what, what, what you will ask for and then what you settle for. Because life is simply going to deliver based on what's going on in, 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 the, in the environment either. And, and so ultimately, we have to be clear on what the thing is that we want, be willing to step forward to be able to get it. But um, what, what is, what's going through our mind? is what's going to drive that. Not what the, what the full capacity of our brain is, but what are we doing with the capacity that we're able to, to access, thinking. You know, there's a, another resource, I think it's called the, uh, um, the Science of Getting Rich, uh, um, Wallace Bottles. Um, and he said this, he said, there is, there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the interspaces of the universe. A thought in this substance produces the thing that is imagined by that thought. Let me read that again. A thought in this substance, that's the thinking stuff, produces the thing that is imagined by that thought a person can form thoughts and, and uh, form things in his thought and by impressing his thought uh can cause that thing to to be created something else i want to add to that very quickly because this can get a bit deep in our short time here but it, it echoes something that you mentioned uh um, marilyn it says a person must form a clear and definite mental picture of the things he wishes to have to do or to become and he must hold his image is must hold his mental image in his thoughts while being deeply grateful to God that all his desires are granted and and so you you have this thought you have the image you maintain it you're grateful for it you take action on what you can do and it brings into existence the things that you want there's so much that that we have to engage ourselves with that will allow us to achieve whatever that result is that that we're looking for. It it doesn't have to do with what your intellectual capacity is. It has to do with what your willingness to to focus on what that, that thing is and stick to it until it's realized. But, of course, if you don't ask for it, you won't get it. I don't care how much my son would have sat there and thought, you know what, I sure wish I had a glass of water. Water would be really good right now. There still became the need for him to take an action, ask for that thing to be able to get it because that's what life is going to deliver for you. Remember that poem that, home that uh, I'm, I'm sure I've shared on, on this program before um, about bargaining with life for a penny. Right? I bargained with life for a penny, and life would pay no more. However, I read each evening as I counted my scanty store, You see, life is a just rewarder. It pays you what you ask. But once you set the wages, why, you must bear the task. Then says, I bargained with life for a menial's wage, only to learn dismayed that anything I would have asked of life, life would have willingly paid. So, again, the... The aspect of knowing what we want, being willing to ask for what we want, uh, and then take steps towards that direction while being grateful and lending value to others in the process. You know, this is like a, a big stew <laughs> of things that you, you put all right. these things together, because that's what has to happen with all these paradigms and principles that we talk about. They, them mm-hmm. by themselves, or just being knowledge creates very little result they have to be put together and applied to create the thing that we want how exactly. and, and so that has to do with with, with our thinking and channeling that yeah
2: I, I, yes, yeah, I wanted to mention one thing because people can be in a situation that they don't want to be in and they could get so tangled up in that emotionally and make that their main focus and they can't get out of it because that's their main focus. But mm-hmm. the minute that you shift your focus onto what you do want to in your life and feeling that gratitude as if you already have it, then your focus is off of the circumstance that you're already in and that you don't want to be in. So instead of keeping your focus there. You shift it. You shift Mm. your focus to where you want to be, what you want, and with that feeling. And once you do that, your situation will change. Your situation Mm. will change because you're focusing on what you do want. As you mentioned earlier, your thoughts permeate into things. Thoughts manifest into things. So if mm-hmm. all you're thinking about is that situation that you're in, whether it's a problem or a person, whatever it is, a situation that you want to change, you can't make that your main focus. You have to make mm. your main focus what it is that you do want. Because if you're constantly complaining about the situation and about what's happening or how you don't want it, it's just going to expand. But if mm. you shift it, onto what it is that you want to attain and feeling the gratitude, then you're shifting your energy, your energy toward that, and that's where the magic happens. That's, that's great. where the magnet comes in that's going to attract us. to you. And I've experienced that. I've experienced it recently. I was in a situation where I'm in the middle of transitioning from where I'm living. I sold my house. I had a beautiful apartment since April. I had the down payment. Everything was set for me to move in July 1st. All of a sudden, things change. Things change. The apartment is not available until August 31st, and my children start school in September. And then I'm in a state of panic. And say, Wait a minute, what are we gonna do here? So I shifted my I shifted my focus, mm-hmm. and I said, Okay, I, I we need we need it. we need a home. I can't wait until August 31st. And I so what I did was instead of If you panic and worry, you can't think clear, so you have to take deep Mm breaths, focus. I said, okay, I'm going to have another apartment because I can't wait until September 1st. And uh, just yesterday, I signed the lease, a new apartment, fantastic, uh, great owners, and it's exactly what I wanted. It's exactly mm. what I wanted So I shifted my focus And everything turned out for the best And some, sometimes what we think uh, What we want Is not for our highest good And uh, God does something And turns some things around Some twists mm-hmm. and turns And then the results are amazing But if, you, if I would have been In a state of panic I, I couldn't have turned the situation The, the way it did it, it couldn't have worked out Any better than what it did and Excellent. it's all about shifting your focus. That's yeah. mm-hmm. yeah.
0: that's that, that's great. You know, and the the you you, know, you talked about that uh, you could have been in a state of, of panic and things of that sort. And and clearly, what panics us is what we're looking at, right? If if you if you're thinking and focusing on on what you can't do or what you have no control over, that that has that can do nothing but create stress. So when we talk about the shift, because I want to make sure that our listeners are clear that we're not talking about, um, we're not talking about denial, right? There, there is, right. So like saying, you're in a situation, I'm not really here, I'm not really here. Oh, yeah, you are there. Okay, so we're not talking about being uh, delusionary. What we're talking about, what Marilyn mentioned, had to do with changing your focus, in other words, you acknowledge where you are, but you look where you want to go. And exactly. Because when you look where you want to go, that's where you draw the energy from. That's where you draw the strength. So it's not denying that you're in a situation. But it's the acknowledgement of the fact that, okay, I am here, there's nothing I can do with regard to where I am, but what can I do moving forward, which would then draw us towards that. We're giving energy and enthusiasm and passion as opposed to fear, uh, conflict, and, and other negative energies that keep us in, the, in a negative situation. Yep. Uh, is, so, and po- again, we want to make sure, again, we're not talking about denial, it is actually uh, real about where you are but choosing where you want to focus you always choose your focus right That's right and want.
2: it's it's looking looking within and and not external because if i look at what's going on externally then that is that that would would not have let me focus so you have to look within and not external and the funny thing the funny thing is, the funny thing, the funny thing is that uh, when I when I walked in, uh, the uh, the realtor said that they they loved my energy,
1: <laughs> and, uh,
2: and when I met the landlord, the same thing. They said they loved my energy. So it's it, should I have walked in with a you know weary and a negative attitude, things would not have resulted the way they did. So ha- keeping your your energy high and, and gratitude and staying in faith is a very big factor.
0: Absolutely. And, and we, we are empowered in that by how we choose to focus. We've talked many times about the law of focus. Focus on expanding.
1: Right. Hello? Um, we're having some technical issues right now. I'm not sure if you can hear anyone. Um,
0: can you can you Aurelio, hear us?
2: Aurelio, I can Aurelio? hear you. Steve, I hear you. Okay, I can hear Marla, you now. can
0: you hear me? Yes.
2: Okay. Yes, yes.
0: All right. And we're back for another couple of minutes. <laughs> what we were expressing was about you know that that we determine our focus and and that what you focus on gets larger, it also determines what you are and it 's going to be. Um, there are many times we find ourselves in circumstances that uh, we might not necessarily have control over, but that is not the point. The point becomes. What is it that I'm, what do I think about where I am? Am I thinking about what I can't do or am I thinking about what I can do? And it's what you can do that gets you out of a situation, not what you can't. What you can't allows, creates homostasis, right? It keeps you right where you, where you are. But what you can do is what lends itself towards progress. And that's the name of the game uh, in any given situation. Certainly, Marilyn, in your situation, you could have been all upset and, and felt, uh, you know dejected and even maybe cheated or, or, or unfairly treated because hey this apartment was supposed to be available and now it's not oh my god what am I going to do when I have an apartment? had you stayed there had you remained in that mindset if that was your thinking you wouldn't right have moved and
2: forward. I exactly and I always believe that things happen for a reason I truly believe that when you have things in prayer and you have faith and you pray for your highest good you know that everything is going to work out for the best. And when you trust and have that faith, everything will work out for the best. And it's so the main thing I, I have to say is, like, I didn't have to change it. I didn't have to change anything. For some reason, it has to be this way. So you don't have to change things. You just have to stop focusing on it. And it is this topic. It can, you know, it can be tough, but it can be done.
0: Absolutely, you know, in in uh, in his book, um, As a Man think of James Allen talked about that. He said most people would rather, they, would, they try to change their circumstances rather than change themselves. And ultimately, right. the thing is we have to be able to change us. I was having a conversation with, uh, with someone that, uh, you know, in the next couple of months I'll be introducing you guys to. Yeah, it's uh, going to be a change in my life. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, anyway, she, she, uh, we were talking about in the uh, environment of corrections uh, how corrections officers female officers who are very attractive women uh, who are working in these jails with with men and these sometimes these women would be wearing tight uniforms and have the nails all done their hair all coiffed, looking all cute and the inmates being men and or being males, let's let's call them that, right? Um, As a matter of fact, males of base mindset, purely animalistic, are like they would be aggressing towards those women, like they would, you know, for advances. And so a lot of times those officers would ask for a change of assignment. They asked for a change of post-change because of how the inmates were acting. But, you know, what this young lady who I mentioned to you about was saying was that she never wore things like that on the cell block because she knew that if she did that, what result that would, that would create. So my point being, once again, it's not, it, it, um, unless you change you, you'll never change your circumstance. People try to change mm-hmm. their circumstances, which is blaming somebody else. Rather than change themselves, which is taking full responsibility for who I am, what I've got, and and, and, uh, doing what's necessary to be able to change that. And ultimately, um, it is, uh, that's again, where do you focus your responsibility? Focus, all these things are key to getting the results that you want. (laughs)
2: <laughs> we're, we're pretty exactly. much done
0: to our time. You want to, if you would, Marilyn, yes. some, some final thoughts? Yeah,
2: yeah. I just yes, yes. I just wanted to say about what you said about changing ourselves. That with with our focus held in an enthusiastic way, and what we really prefer and want in life, the right moves will come to us. Mm. Because it's as I mentioned earlier, it's like opening that valve of inspiration. We open the creative life force The universe, God, to step in to wherever it is that we wish to go, and that we, we no longer have to be responders, but so we can become creators,
1: mm,
2: and if you have any situation, just bless it, and opportunities will come, and you'll find more ways to alter the situation, more than you can imagine.
0: Great. Well, I you know, listeners, I, I, I hope you really uh, captured the essence of, of what we were sharing here today. How you based on not your intellect, but based on your thinking, based on your focus, are able to bring things into your existence that you ultimately want. The need to be able to, if you want your circumstances to change, you first have to change. And you control what it is that you focus on. Not about being in denial, but being uh, determining where you want to ultimately cause your focus to be to bring the results in your life that, that you ultimately want. Well, our time is done today. matter of fact, I think we went over a little bit, but uh, I, I hope once again that you realize value during our time. Um, we look forward to seeing you next month and uh, hope that between now and then you look to apply these things we've talked about and you experience the greatest uh, results in life that you're able able to achieve. Thank you once again for listening in. On behalf of myself, Marilyn Aurelia, Thank you very much. God bless. We'll see you next month.
1: All right. That was Paradigm Shifters, Principles for Life and Success with Steve Duncanson and Marilyn Ocasio, and they will be with us on the third Saturday of every month. So please join us again at the same time. Also, please join us on Monday when we'll have another show with an amazing entrepreneur. You are going to love him. So please take the time out. It's Mr. Barrett's going to be with us, so join us at 8 p.m. Have a wonderful evening. God bless. Be well. Paradigm Shifters Principles for Life and Success Hosted by Motivationalist Steve Duncan Start framing your tomorrows